0: This is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before.
1: Our next speaker, how many have heard the name Dr. Andy Wakefield? How many of you know his Wikipedia listing is bogus? Okay, Dr. Wakefield is one of the most controversial, misrepresented figures of our times. And he's guilty of the crime of trying to keep your kids safe from these ridiculous, nefarious, luciferian, animal-filled vaccines. Ladies and gentlemen, to introduce our next presenter, we have an incredible uh, woman, and a woman who's helping to create films that share the truth about what's in these nefarious vaccines. Let's hear for the lovely Lori Gregory, everybody. Let's hear for Lori Gregory. Thank you, Clay Clark. How about Clay Clark, people? God bless you all, thank you so much for being here today. I'm just gonna tell you really quickly that this man is a hero. You may have heard his name before, you may think you know him, you don't know him. But we are so fortunate that almost 30 years ago, when the pharmaceutical industry tried to cancel him, he stood up for the truth. He stood up for children and parents that were threatened by their very existence because of pharmaceutical products that were put into their children's bodies. I don't know a lot of surgeons, fourth-generation doctors that would throw it all away to do the right thing, but God, in his infinite wisdom, when he closes one door, he opens another, and by the grace of God, Andy Wakefield is now a filmmaker — yes — and film cannot be censored. Amen. So we are so privileged and grateful to have him here today. Without further ado, Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. It's a great pleasure to be here. I'll be quick. I uh, came to this great country in political and professional exile in 2004. I went to the great state of texas and i came here because of the freedom it promised and i have no intention of allowing that to change while i can still stand in england i had made an association between childhood autism and measles mumps rubella vaccine that offended the pharmaceutical companies it offended the government and i was accused of all kinds of things that were not true, it didn't matter. It was not about me. It was about something far more important, and that is future generations, the future of the world. And when they finally stopped me practicing medicine, over the years, people had come to me from industry and from federal agencies and said, we have committed a terrible crime, and here is the evidence, and we know that we can trust you. And so I became a filmmaker because those, those stories did deserve to be told in film. And I want to talk to you briefly today about the power of film. The first movie we made, Who Killed Alex Sportalakis, was a tragic story of a child in Chicago with severe autism, a very big child, very strong, very violent, completely mute, who had, by the pharmaceutical companies, by the medical profession, who had no understanding of what autism is, who blamed the mother for hating her child, who blamed genetics, but never blamed the root cause of the problem, and that was vaccines. They had given him 28 psychotropic medications, everyone making the side effects of the last one worse. They'd locked him in four point restraints in the intensive care unit for 80 days. That was the medical approach to autism. In the end, after we'd taken him to New York, got him scoped, got him treated, he was back on course, he fell into the hands of the psychiatrists once again, and they put him on three psychotropic medications, two intravenous, one intramuscular, and chained him to a bed. And by that stage, his mother and his godmother had had enough. Halfway through the week when we had gone to try and find somewhere safe for this child to be, his insurance ran out. So they took out his IV, they unlocked the restraints, they put him out on the street, and one week later he was dead. He had been stabbed to death by his mother who then tried with the godmother to take their own lives. It was a tragic tale. She was in Cook County maximum security and that was where she was going to languish for life. Aggravated murder, no chance of parole. This was a crazy mother who killed her child. No, it wasn't. And we made a film. At Christmas 2017, she'd been in prison for four years. She still had not gone formally to court to be prosecuted. And her lawyer, pro bono lawyer, called me from Chicago and he said, Andy, the state's prosecutor has called us and said, I hear a film has been made about this lady's story. We would like to see it. He sent him the DVD. He called him back. He called the lawyer back. The state's prosecutor called back two weeks later and said, we can no longer, having seen this film, we can no longer prosecute this case in the same way. She will be released from prison next week. None of this, none of this is to advocate for child murder or suicide, but it is about the ability of film to tell the truth. And that helped one child, helped one mother. The next film was Vaxxed. Vaxxed changed the world. Vaxxed changed the world because for the first time we had an insider from the CDC The Vaccine Safety Office coming forward and admitting that the link between MMR vaccine and autism was in fact real. They discovered that and they covered it up and destroyed the documents. He came to us and said, I can't live with myself any longer. Here is the evidence. My colleagues destroyed it, but I knew it was against the law, so I kept it. And we made the movie Vaxxed and it changed everything. We put it into Tribeca Film Festival, just one film festival. Robert De Niro has a vaccine injured autistic child. It got accepted on its merits into Tribeca and then the financial support for that film, for that film festival demanded that the film be withdrawn. It was a pharmaceutical interest from Wall Street. And Robert De Niro was appalled and the Three days later, he went on the Today Show, Good Morning America, and he said, we should never have done that. Everybody should see that film. And it exploded worldwide. And part of the reason that we're here today is the panic that Vax caused in the ranks of the pharmaceutical industry and the federal agencies who were found out. The third film on the back of that, 1986, The Act, is really the reason why we are here in this dilemma with COVID today. And it was the passage in 1986 of the act that exempted the pharmaceutical industry, the vaccine makers from liability for death and damage done by their vaccines. They had the perfect business model. They had a mandated market. Children had to be vaccinated to go to school and the drug company had no liability. All they could do was make a massive, massive profit. And that is what they did. And making that profit made them so powerful that they came to own politicians, they came to write policy, they came to own the agencies that were meant to oversee them, the FDA and CDC, the NIH, Tony Fauci. They owned the media, they owned doctors, they owned medical training, they owned everything, but one thing they will never own. <music>
1: To continue the conversation and hear the podcast in its entirety, go to team1986.com. That's team1986.com. Become a partner producer where, in addition to the podcast, you will get so much more, including the opportunity to know that you are helping to save children.